Well, 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 gentlemen. It's 2021. 2021, we're back. It's 2021. Woo. I thought you said we won, but you're saying 2021. Oh, yeah, and we won. And we won. <laughs> yeah, we made what it through we, the what, year. <laughs> what did we win? I did another chance. I don't know. <laughs> Anybody else see those memes that it was just like the time that New Year's, around the time that New Year's passes, it's just like, you know, like the sad face emoji. Mm. And then at midnight, it's the happy face emoji. And then. Right. You know, right back to twelve or one oh one. It's you know back to yeah, the back sad to face emoji. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the way. Actually, I yeah. went to bed at eleven forty or something. Just like missed that. it. Yeah, just just oh, missed man. it. That's just couldn't hang in there. That's ah, all right. You get no. tuckered out. You got to you got to call it a day. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen to your what body. About you, Gre- what about you, Greg? You stay up for the for the I ball stayed up drop? a little bit. Yeah, I was actually listening to some MF Doom because that's when uh, that's the day oh. they announced he'd passed away, and I'll talk about oh, that later. That? Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna get into that. I was just rocking. I was enjoying, the, you know, listening back to that stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's still I mean, 2020, man. Still like at the last second, it just sniped a few more of us. Mm. It sure did. You know, <laughs> yep. it's just crazy. Yep. But we're still here, yes. loyal listeners, for now. And uh, man, we got a big show. So, um, what do you say we get right to it? Let's do, do it. it. Gee. Yes, sirs, ladies, madams, we are back. It is episode 75 of You Should Check It Out, and my name is Jay. And I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we're so happy to have you back in the Indeed, year of 2021. Yeah, we sure are. And man, you know, we teased this in our last show, the last show of 2020, that we got some big things planned for 2021. Mm-hmm. And I think we might try to follow through on it this year. Yes. Some of them, yeah. <laughs> some of them. <Yes. laughs> So just some light housekeeping before we uh, get into the meat of today's episode. Okay. In a moose bouche. Okay. <laughs> get it. Um, Start the vacuum. And I moose. <laughs> First of all, um, we have a very special interview coming up next week. Yeah. That's right. Um, I don't know how to tease this without giving too much away. Greg. Well, um, he's he's a, a someone I've worked with and uh, a good friend of mine who has an interesting. He's found his way in, in music in, in interesting ways, and he's been involved with uh, some transcriptions lately with members of King Crimson, and yeah. it's very interesting stuff, and a really sharp cat, a great musician, prolific. Someone I actually played with uh, in a group that involved Travis Orban, our guest, uh, the, the, right, yeah. the drummer from... Last year, around this time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Gabriel Riccio will be joining us soon oh, cool. on You Should Check It Out. Yeah. And that'll be awesome. a, that'll be a really fun discussion. So tune in next week uh, for that. It's going to be a great interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, really looking forward to that. And then on top of that, uh, we kind of were kickballing around this idea last week, and I think it's going to happen. Uh, so as many of you know, we do have. Well, <laughs> I shouldn't say many of you. Some of you know we do have a YouTube channel. Mm. Yes. Yeah, there is a video presence for you to check it out. Nick, were there you is. aware of this? I, I've yeah, I've watched them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Cool. Mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> well, it's it's apparently like you, me, Greg, and like my mom. Yeah, it's the three really like the only people. Yeah, right. There's four. a lot of there's stuff four to four to five views. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot to compete against right now. This is the golden age of streaming. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know. Right. So you know, we we have done some work putting up these uh, videos for YouTube. Uh, we've done some short ones. We've done some long ones. We've done some with some special effects and different stuff. And none of them kind of really grabbed any kind of interest. 
Mm-hmm. Not the kind of interest that would, let's say, warrant the time. Warrant the time that I was putting into it. There so, you go. Um, right, right, right. The YouTube for for right now, I, I don't know. For the two of you that were waiting weekly for YouTube updates, um, I guess you wouldn't be hearing this. So, sorry. <laughs> Those won't be coming anytime soon. But uh, in in YouTube video stead, I think we're going to try to do a live stream. Guys, yeah. correct. Yeah, why not? Yeah, probably on the uh, on the uh, on the Facebook. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, we yeah. we record these on Zoom. Nick, apparently, you have a way to to link Zoom into Facebook. I didn't invent this. It's it's a feature. But yeah, yeah, we could. We okay. Can, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna try it out. He's been he's, he's been coding for for the last nine months, and he figured it out. He cracked it. <laughs> I did it. I did it. <laughs> Gia. Yeah. Excellent. So, if you're interested in watching three knuckleheads uh, talk about music live. And you know we're gonna, we're well. I think we're gonna try to play some games and try to get some interaction with the viewers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We haven't decided which bit was gonna come back out, but it'll be something that we've done before. Honestly, yeah. this all depends on whether or not anybody wants to uh, to attend. So please let us know if this is something that sounds like you'd be. We we, we typically record on Mondays around nine thirty. That's probably yep. when Eastern we would, time. when we would hit it Eastern time. So yeah, if uh, if that sounds at all enjoyable, please let us know. You can just hit us up with an email. Uh, YSCIO podcast at gmail.com or yeah or comment on Facebook or whatever yeah yeah definitely I'll be looking forward to it totally I know I'm I'm pretty excited about the idea it, I think it'll keep us on our toes a little bit more well, yeah. more so than than usual actually yeah, on that note if I may uh, I actually have some guests that are po- popping in and out here I'm actually staying at our good friend Ooh. Tim Donnelly's house Hey, yeah, right. with, with Kelly, his wife Kelly, stuff? resilient and HQ. Yeah, yep. yeah. Actually, we just had a, yeah two very productive uh, sessions with uh, our friend Evan Cornblum. He Excellent. runs a, He's working at a studio out of Baltimore called Stages. Have you ever heard of it? No, it's near Cockeysville. No, it's really. I haven't been there yet, but it's a really nice space. So nice. shout out to Evan and uh, Stages. And also, I have a very good friend of mine, Russ Eckel who's sitting nice. right next to me, and he's got some cans on, and he's listening in. Hey, Russ. Mr. He's, 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 he's a listener, and uh, hey. he really wanted uh, to, to be able to chime in on when, when I was talking about Vitalogy oh, yeah. uh, with you guys. You remember like the Christmas? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were yeah. talking about all these Pearl Jam yeah. albums? Yep. Russ is a diehard uh, Pearl Jam. We'll know, get him up he's, to the he's, mic. He's got a What's card. Stopping you? He's, 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 right he's, just, he's right there. He's just kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just kind of shrugging, on, going like, nah, nah. He's kind of just waving. He says hi. Uh, see, that's how he says hi, Russ. Yeah. That's that's right. I swear I'm not making this up. I could just be bullying <laughs> you, but yeah, no, he's actually here. <laughs> he's sitting there in a, he's just an empty closet. <laughs> yeah. Russ? Greg's also got his video off this week for bandwidth reasons, so we have no yes, way exactly. to have no any idea. of this. Yep. 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 <laughs> you have no idea. I could be on a beach right now. I could be anywhere. <laughs> Well, cool. So, yeah, uh, welcome to all of Greg's guests. (laughs) And, uh, you know, for any of you who do want to tune in, you know, more details to follow as we kind of hone in on that. Yeah. Um, Yes. For the very first ever, you should check it out live stream. See how it goes. Should be fun. Golden age of streaming. We're we're finally catching on to the idea of streaming. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Baby steps. Sorry. Baby steps. No, but it's good. It's good. And, uh, you know. Does this mean I'm not going to be able to use, like, my Tascam uh, 8-track recorder? You know, uh, I, I record not. all of these episodes to cassette, straight to cassette. Straight, straight to cassette. Well, that's the Is best that, sound. I mean, can I work out. that into the workflow somehow? I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's a Zoom feature. Okay, so straight to tape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a plug-in. Tape backups. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, lovely. Cool. Jay, sir, <laughs> what are we? What are you? What's? What are we talking about? <laughs> well, this is I. You know, every once in a while, it's a slow news week. So you know, as experienced and seasoned journalists, we like to keep mm. you know some ideas in our back pocket back pocket <laughs> ideas yeah yeah <laughs> and this is one that i've i've just been uh, ever since we started a podcast i've wanted to talk about one of my musical heroes oh um, God, is this okay me that's no, okay. I, nick that's next <laughs> that's next, next, next week, week maybe on okay. the live stream nick yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, no this week i'm gonna talk about uh one of my heroes just like i said but i think i'm gonna introduce it with some music instead of just Go for it. Blabbing, <sighs> blabbing off yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sounds you. great so uh here you go. Try this on for size. Loves it, whatever it is. All right, bird, <laughs> bird clock's clock. in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, my friends. Steve Jordan. Ah, that is definitely Steve Jordan on the drums. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did the snare give it away? Huh? Yeah, that was it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a noticeable snare. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. No, that is uh, "Wicked as It Seems" from Mr. Keith. Richard's second solo album released in 1992, Main Offender. That is wicked as it seems, and that is one of my all-time favorite tracks. Is it? Yes. Man, learn something new every week. I love this show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, I mean, that's a deep cut. I had that album on cassette tape. That was one that I got very early from Michael uh, in the early tape stash. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, it's just uh, kind of no one. No one's heard it because no one cares about Keith Richards' solo output. And I get that, and I and I totally understand that. But uh, there's there's some definite gems to be uncovered there. But that one sounds a lot about... like. Uh, I'm sorry, Jay. I just had to say no, before please, we move on. That that one sounds a lot like that Rolling Stones song, like a. Love is uh, love is strong. Is that it? Love is strong, strong. and you're so, so sweet. sweet. Which would so actually be on baby. the album that came out right after that album. Yeah, it just oh. a, it has a similar <laughs> vibe. I thought that's what yeah. it was at first. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
So Keith Richards, man, I, you know, everyone knows the name Keith Richards. Everybody knows him as the uh, the infamous pepper to, yeah. to Mick Jagger's salt. Okay. Um, he's infamous for being, you know, a crazy drug addict and just a party guy. And, and the uh, inspiration guess, for Jack Sparrow. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Kids today know him as a, uh, as a pirate, yes. basically. Mm-hmm. As a buffoon. Which is cool. I'm fine yeah. with that. Part of the Disney family, sure. <laughs> he's, he's a hero, though. In the end, he's, he's a hero, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. He's a swashbuckling hero. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I wanted to talk about why I love Keith Richards so much, and he's definitely in my top three guitar players of all time. And he's a huge influence on me, but for different reasons than other guitar players Let's say like an Eric Clapton, you know, he's got the flashy solos. Um, he's got, you know, a lot of uh, songs that he's penned himself. He's a vocalist. And I guess Keith Richards is kind of a vocalist. More Sometimes, kind of a, right? Yeah. A, cr- yeah. a croaker, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but Keith is the, to me, he's the ultimate outsiders guitar player. Which Outsiders? is odd. Yes. Okay. Because okay. It's, it's right. odd because he plays in one of the most famous, if not the most famous rock band. Pretty well-known guy, yeah. yeah. And he's a very well-known guy. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't play like really any other guitar player on the planet. Certainly mm. no other well-known rock guitar player. So we're going to the weeds than, on style. This is good. Well, I, I, yeah. I mean, d- Greg, do you disagree with that statement? Aside no. from somebody like Rich Robinson from the Black Crows. Yes. Do you think anybody yeah, that, else that, plays quite like not really no it's very much his, his own thing yeah i'm trying i'm trying to think right now of examples of things like that and yeah rich robinson is definitely one of the disciples yes um i mean you do obviously hear it a lot in just straight rock that's you hear versions of th- that bluesy kind of yeah 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 but, but definitely more the, the the black the black crows are sort of the torch bearers i think of that yeah, kind of. Yeah. If you, if the Rolling Stones were, uh, you know, I guess like reimagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like which is probably what 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 drew me to play in a cover band with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right. Which is definitely what drew me to play in a cover band. That's yeah, the, but I I love his in, idiosyncratic style, and and I got this all from my guitar teacher Lee Wolf, who uh, was a Keith Richards disciple himself, and I never got it as a, as a kid. Like I liked the Rolling Stones, but I didn't really understand why what the buzz was about, at least from from Lee, what the what the big deal about Keith Richards was. And so I remember very distinctly asking him one day, like, why do you like Keith Richards so much? Mm-hmm. And his answer was, he basically invented his own style of rock guitar playing that he used to propel a band to superstardom like no other band has seen and longevity and yet no one else has really ever attempted to copy him and Mm. that's 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 pretty rare and it's he's also built it not on like flashy solo licks but as a rhythm guitar player yeah why is why do you think that would be honestly like why do you think there's there hasn't been more copycats given that he's not like a flashy you know virtuoso that's hard to like what is it about, what is it about about him that makes it either difficult to mimic or not, or others don't try to. Even I, I wouldn't say that it's difficult to mimic. Okay. As long as you are willing to to tune your guitar to open G tuning. Okay. That's you step can one. play the intro to start me up and sound exactly like Keith Keith Richards tonight. You know, like, oh, there's wow. no doubt. 
about that. Hmm. But it's it's so idiosyncratic to Keith that as soon as you play like ba ba da ba da 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 da, everyone knows that's Keith. So mm-hmm. you can't. Yeah. You either got to just go for it whole hog and and sound like Keith, or you don't. I don't know. It, it that's the best way I can describe it. Okay. Right. I don't know why it hasn't caught on more other than just the alternate tuning nature of it. Like you have mm-hmm. to be a little bit invested to tune a guitar to open G rather well, than I guess I guess if it's I mean given it it's it is pretty stripped down and direct it then is. it would it would be it would it would only be an intentional copy. It wouldn't there's not does he leave a lot of room for it's kind of Keith Rogers esque because he's so like really, because I, I honestly, I'm still Rolling Stones are still a mystery to me why they're so popular. <laughs> I think they have a well, lot of good it, songs, you know. The Rolling Stones are popular because they have great songs, and, and they're killer live. And they're killer live, and Mick Jagger's a great front, front man. That's I'm convinced mm-hmm. that's why the Rolling Stones are popular. Okay. The fact that Keith Richards plays in such an idiosyncratic style, I think, is a byproduct. I think it's I think it's an aside. I think it's a it's a an amazing and very interesting. And fascinating aside, and it's what keeps me coming back to the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's what necessarily propelled them into stardom. Okay, like if you if you play Brown Sugar, and you had Mick Jagger playing it, this is I'm just coming off the top of my head. Yeah, and you just played it in like a normal style. Mm-hmm. I think it could still be a hit mm-hmm. potentially, but mm-hmm. that's just hypothetical. I don't know that. But when you have that intro. Mm-hmm. And all of his little licks and all the little things that he does, honky tonk women is the same way. Mm-hmm. It just sounds stonesy. Yeah, it just sounds like the Stones, and nobody else does it, it like yep. that. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't just tune it to G. He also takes off the sixth string, doesn't he? He does. He does. I, so, in did you do that to your tally? Did you, is that yeah. your tally behind you? Did you? Is that the way it's strung right now? Yeah, that's my macabre tally. This is five strings here. Yeah, yeah I noticed that. I was looking. I had to get. I had to get up close and look at that. But yeah, you got the HD so the, turned on apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got That's my good, eagle good eye. Good contrast with the uh, <laughs> yeah. whatever that pick guard is. Yeah. Yeah, but dude, yeah, so uh, the, 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 the bottom low E string is just kind of a double of the D string in an open G tuning. So Keith found that annoying. So, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially, like what 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 he's trying to say is that the low no, <laughs> the, because you the the E string is removed now. You only have five strings. The like lowest sounding one is a G, yeah. so it really holds the chord together because you have the root of the chord on the, as the lowest note instead of the D, which kind of muddies it up a little bit. So it just well makes said, him Greg. sound. It really, it really makes him pop. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, you know, like his tone, and it also it's. I think it, it has a lot to do with the fact that. You don't have a heavy string on the guitar anymore. I mean, the heaviest string is now your A. That's the heaviest string you've got, and. It just allows you to sort of plunk around a little bit more easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? yeah. Now I don't, I, I don't know if he exclusively did that. Like when he picked up an acoustic, did he take off the? No, no, definitely not. Okay. And he plays some songs in standard, and he can. Pl- okay. He plays an open E as well, so right. it's not just just that. And he has some open G songs that he plays with a bass string. But right. I mean, telecast- like a- his classic guitar is the Telecaster with the removed six string. Right. Right. And that's very. So, I, when I noticed that, it was unusual. And I think it was actually. You know what, Jay? I think it, did, you had a photo of him at your apartment in Baltimore. I did. And yes. I think I noticed right it. Over the I, was trash like, can. I was like, I was like, I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, what? What's up with the? What? Where's his six string? You know. <laughs> and I think you, you were the one who explained it to me. <laughs> yeah. In retrospect. 
Yeah, yeah, that's I'm crazy. a nerd for that kind of stuff. But no, uh, that's cool. I, uh, let me let me play an example. This to this is to me the kind of classic example of the beauty of and sparsity. The beauty is again in in how sparse it is. Instead of playing through a chord like da 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 da, he'll play bump. Yeah. Da da da. You know, yeah. play little accents, and he plays along yeah. with the drummer, and he's just all about rhythm. It's all about rhythm with Keith. Yeah, and so, so much this space. Is, so much space. Space, exactly. Rhythm yeah. and space. So anyway, this is uh, the intro to Can't You Hear Me Knockin'. This is a classic track. Some have described it as the greatest guitar tone of all time, and I would not disagree with that. I've heard you say um, that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just me talking yeah. to myself. But uh, yeah, this is all Keith. Mick Taylor comes in with some solo guitar later, but I don't think we're going to get to that. J- just listen to this, how well he weaves around the vocal and the drums. Right. Cool. So again, instead of playing just chords through that, he's playing off of Mick Jagger's lead vocal. Yeah. Bop, bop, bop. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty good example of, of, of why he's so brilliant in that regard. And he's that so took hot. me a long he, he, time to come to terms with because it's not what you normally hear from from a, a rock rhythm guitar player. I was just going to say real quick that he, he they have him really hot in the mix too. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Way up there. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's it's wild. I I got to see them once, and I could not believe how loud he was. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> He's was super great. loud I and super it. clean. Yeah, I mean it's it's if you've ever tried to play rock guitar without much distortion, just a little bit of amp clipping, you know, at mm-hmm. that kind of volume, you just have to be so tasteful because mm-hmm. and confident because you're kind of it's kind of a vulnerable sound if you're not it is a very not vulnerable sound yeah is, is yeah. a perfect way to put it yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, you know his rhythm guitar playing i could pull 50 examples of that i'm not going to i would just recommend anything from his class from the classic stones period from 68 to about 75 you're, most of the riffs that you're going to hear are going to be all classic keith riffs and it's just that's just a that's a masterclass in and of itself. And even if you don't play in open G tuning or any kind of open tuning, you can still learn from how tasteful and sparse he is. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny as, as you were, as you were describing that, I was actually thinking about playing with you like, and, hmm. and how, uh, and, and it's, you know, obviously the influence that the guys had on your, on your playing, but 
but I realized like I, I it's I I've never really appreciated that about him but I that's probably where you got a lot of that from because when we play together it's a lot of I play a lot off you as well as like the the bass and yeah. like the rhythm aspect of that so yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's the highest compliment you could ever give me, Nick, and I appreciate that. Oh, on my I think good you're days, I think you're better. On my good days, I, I hope to emulate some of that. But, yeah. you know, Keith, the Keith is always the, he always is, always credits the drummer and the bassist first. Yeah. He's so much about the right. rhythm and the groove. Right, because it gives him space to, to play like he does, yeah. To, yep. Yeah, well, and he also appreciates that that's what forms the foundation of a song and what makes people dance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not yeah. the lead guitar player playing playing licks over top of stuff it's mm-hmm. the it's the rhythm yeah. section and he considers himself a part of that so. yeah so so wait can i can i ask something mm-hmm. yeah so we we were having trouble coming up with who he's influenced directly to the point of like mimicry but was he trying to mimic anyone i mean chuck who his biggest is, the, is yeah, number one that's right chuck berry and he would say robert johnson um, mm-hmm. And you can hear that. W- I, I have a little like acoustic song that that shows a little bit of that. But mm. I think Chuck Berry, he would he would admit is is his biggest hero, right? Okay. And most of his solo licks are copped. You know, for for what a solo player Keith is, they're basically just variations on the Chuck Berry riff. And a lot of people like to make fun of Keith because of that because if you listen to any of his songs it's just some variation of and it is that but it takes it also takes a fair amount of balls to stand up in front of 80,000 people and play in one position and play one riff really really well over and over and over again and call that your solo you know and so it's a different approach than most guitar players have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it kind of goes with his minimalist approach to like, ah, I don't need this six yeah. string. I don't need to play another lick. This one sounds good. I'm just going to repeat it. Get rid of all the extraneous. That, yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. There was a book written a while ago, The Zen of Keith Richards. So it's 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 a lot oh, cool. of that. You know. <laughs> nice. It required forty years of heroin use, though. Yes, that was the um, only thing I could yeah, get past right. in that book. But it actually comes with a big commitment. It's a big commitment. But the book comes with a free bag, so yeah. so that's a good start. Yeah. So. Publishers got to do what they got to do. You know? oh, yeah. So I do want to play one very famous guitar solo of Keith Richards. This is off of Beggar's Banquet. This is probably my favorite Keith solo. This is the solo from the song "Sympathy for the Devil." Okay. Oh yeah. And this was definitely one of the ones when I heard early on in my life. I was like, "Whoa! Listen to that guitar tone first of all, and second yeah. of all, listen to like the the rhythms and the accents that he's playing are just so different than any other guitar player would really do, other than Chuck Berry maybe. If Chuck Berry was mm-hmm. playing the solo for this, this might be what it sounds like. But okay. Here we go. Sympathy for the Devil. Let's do it. Yeah. 
get down, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part nice. where he's like, bop, bop, bop. Oh, yeah. Bop, bop, bop. I had to transcribe that for like a 12 year old student who was playing it with like his uh, rock band <laughs> at the concert, you know, for the parents. And I was like, man, this is going to be tough. You know, first of all, it's like, how do you get the guitar to sound like that? Like, I don't know, kid. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah, yeah, go get, uh, go, go to a museum and, Get like the oldest Fender amp you can there, and just drive <laughs> Crank the, the treble take, take, all the way yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 wild that how that guitar sounds, yeah. but um, but yeah, definitely the phrasing was another issue, you know. And this kid's really talented, but I had to really kind of try to mimic what was going on. And it's kind of like you're just not ready for it. You have to be a little older to kind of. You really have to be like, like it's feeling like, a, like yeah, internalize the like, rhythm because it it, yeah. it does feel improvisational and it's like how do you like if you had to actually you, you can really write that in 16ths and you know triplets and you know if right. you put that if you put that into a, if, yeah, a computer that, that automatically transcribed it would get very confused <laughs> i would love right? to hear a midi play yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm sure there's some that exist yeah. midi playback so, of <laughs> I, i've no 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 please no Nick. okay so i've taken up way too much time already um I was going to say. Just, just, the last thing I wanted to say was that he's also an incredible acoustic guitar player. I actually happen to like his singing voice, too. And I know that that's an acquired taste. This is 50 years of cigarettes, you know, and, and whiskey and treating himself very poorly. Um, mm-hmm. I, I get it. But he's just got a, such a feel and a dedication to his music. I, I love it. And his acoustic guitar playing is great. He, he really kind of mimics that off of, you know, Rock, Robert Johnson, that kind of. Uh, Delta Blues style. Um, listen to songs like Love in Vain. There's an awesome ac- acoustic version of that off of uh, the Stripped album, which is fantastic. Um, but th- for for the last song I wanted to play, was this is uh, the first Rolling Stones cut that featured Keith on full vocals. Now, he, he sang backups and harmonies and everything, but this is uh, mm. You Got the Silver. This is off of Beggar's Banquet as well. No, I'm sorry. This is off of Let It Bleed. And a beautiful song, and this is right towards the tail end of Brian Johnson's or Brian Johnson, Brian Jones, <laughs> Jones, Brian Jones, input into the into the Rolling Stones, and so I think he played auto harp on this, um. and you can't really hear that. So all of the guitars on this are all key, okay. and um, also the vocals. So anyway, thank you guys for letting me uh, spout off about Keith, and if you know if if you're not familiar with the Stones or I know everybody's familiar with the Stones, but if you're not familiar with why they are the legends that they are, you know, I just just recommend listen past the hits, listen to mm-hmm. their classic albums from the '70s, and listen to all the cuts past the ones that you know from the radio, and you might get an appreciation. So this is you got the silver. All right, Keith Richards. What's in your eyes? A sword and flash it like airplane rides. You fill my cup, babe, that's for sure. Must come back for a little more. You got my heart. You got my soul, you got the silver, you got the gold, you got 
got the diamonds from the mine Well, that's all right It'll buy some time Really can't hear that auto harp. <laughs> it's it's way down on the mix. Yeah, <laughs> he's on his way out. That's right. speaking of way down on the mix, Nick. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Oh, there he is. Oh, Who man. said that? Who said that? What's up, my friend? What Guys, you been I, up to this past I week? I am fortunate. I'm fortunate that I got I got to. Uh, we talked last week. We teased it for this week, but mm. we've all now collectively watched a children's movie. That we're going to discuss on our adult music podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh, no soul. We're yeah. going to talk about soul. Sweet. Which, yeah. Yes. So yeah, I, this is uh, the latest Pixar movie. It came out it was supposed to come out in theaters, I guess, a few months ago, but they delayed that, and then finally just released it on on Disney Plus. And yeah, I, I I got a chance finally to to watch this over the weekend, and I also thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm excited to I'm excited to have a roundtable discussions mm-hmm. so yeah. well, this is this was actually greg's suggestion it greg was it absolutely was yeah oh yeah yeah i just happened to catch it um when it was uh when it was coming out watched it with the uh, with the spud and uh <laughs> it was it was fun he, he was into it i was into it you know and uh it's like hey there's so many cool Oh, I don't know. I mean, we, Nick, it's the, you. You lead the discussion, but we'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> the well, no, it's funny you say that because the um because I think when we talked last week, you said like it, it didn't seem like a kids movie. Um, but and I was gonna see, I was gonna ask if 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 you had watched it with Jack because I watched it with the kids as well, and they 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 thought it was phenomenal. They thought it was yeah, you know, awesome. I mean, the first thing is the music to this movie is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah. It is it yeah. is so good, and it's it's split right like half of the soundtrack is uh, it's this is the story of uh of of a jazz musician or an aspiring somebody who's always wanted to make it as a jazz pianist um who has who is a middle school music teacher um like band teacher so it kind of opens with him in his in his classroom setting and he finally is about to get and this is not spoiling anything because it's in the trailers but mm-hmm. i'm sure we'll spoil stuff anyway um but <laughs> He's 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 finally got his opportunity. One of his students uh, who comes back, this guy Curly, who's played by Questlove, uh, comes back and says, "Like, teach, we're coming into town. You gonna you gonna you gonna and there's a spot. You gotta come out tonight and play with us." Um, I can't remember. Do you guys remember the name of the the artist that it's the fictional no. jazz? Artist? Yeah, the fictional no. jazz. Yeah, okay, that's a, it's it's irrelevant. But, but um, guy, yeah, but uh, and he's and he's a, and he goes ahead of time to kind of like try out, crushes it. And she's like, where have you been all my life, Teach? You know, and like, come on, see you tonight. And he's so pumped up. He's like walking home and then he walks right through a sewer grating, dies, and that actually kicks off the movie. <laughs> and man, my God, like this this movie to me was like great in all the ways that Whiplash, the last movie that we reviewed, was not. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. It, is, it is the contra Whiplash. Like all the things that I was expecting to happen because when that first scene started playing out and i hadn't seen the trailers ahead of okay. time so i had no idea of the plot twist mm-hmm. there i didn't know he was going to fall down the sewer grate 
I didn't know he was going to die, and I didn't know that, that was going to kickstart the actual plot of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When that happened, I was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest movie I've seen in, like, the last 20 years. <laughs> really? Like, that You were in at that I point? Just don't, I haven't seen a movie that surprised me like that in a really, oh, really go. long time. Oh, nice. cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, because you're not really a movie guy. I'm not a huge movie guy. But and that's fine. Mainly because they've just become so effing predictable mm. to me. Okay. Right. Okay. He's figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> so what would Jay? What would you say was like the the crux of the movie? Like what was the point of the movie? Because it's it's complicated. Like well, it's coming. It's coming to terms with who you are as a person. I mean, it's it's being okay with with who you are and what you want to be. And sometimes those things align, and sometimes those things don't. Yeah. And that's all okay. Yeah, because the whole point when he dies is um, he go like his soul goes. He's about to go on to the great beyond. And he's like, no, I got a gig. <laughs> this this is my was time. my shot. What the flipping hell is going on? <laughs> and and he kind of cheats his way back in. And and and. Uh, right. But there's this other character that gets introduced, which I think is voiced by Tina Fey. Oh, Jamie Fox is 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 the guy that does the the Joe Gardner is the main character's name. That introduces this other character, this 22, which is basically uh-huh. this like 20 second soul that's ever existed in this like preborn state, and this whole idea of her finding the motivation or the spark to yeah. go and have a life you know on earth becomes like this this the actual like story yeah. um but yeah. jazz is so central to this movie mm-hmm. how did you how did you feel like greg about about the performances oh i loved it and um yeah i guess you were saying before it was kind of split the soundtrack yeah, it's, yeah. It, you know and we can pl- we can play some of the music soon but john baptiste who's the stephen colbert's uh musical director um he's like a new orleans pianist i believe he's from he new orleans he is and a hell of a jazz he, pianist of his own right yeah, yeah. he's he, kind he, of he, like becoming like a newer like winton marsalis like kind of ambassador of yeah. jazz from a huge, huge jazz family very musical family yeah, yeah and he's and he's amazing um he's done a lot of funny stuff over the years with colbert like mm-hmm. some funny bits about jazz and stuff um but aside from also leading that band which is top tier band mm-hmm. um but then also the other split side is is the uh is basically nine nails right that does, yeah. that does the other half of the yeah, Trent this, Reznor the and soul, Atticus Ross. Like, afterworld is like it's nine inch nails it's, yeah what? so i'm like this is perfect for me yeah uh, and uh but we, yeah, I mean, nine inch nails i mean that, that's basically our podcast I, I know. There's a there's a scene in the in the movie where someone gets brought into a jazz club and by someone who's like, "You got to just come check this out. It's gonna be so you're gonna love it. I promise." And then they bring him down the stairs and it's like dimly lit and this band is like killing on stage and the kid just has this like moment of pow, you know, and it just reminded me of going to Blues Alley when, yeah. when I was in high, high school and college and just getting just that wow factor and they they really captured some cool moments like that i thought really well same, in the same film. for me I, I can't speak for you nick but i remember lafayette gilchrist our mm-hmm. our college professor jazz professor you know mm-hmm. he he would take us out to like jazz clubs in baltimore yeah way mm-hmm. before we could drink or anything like that and that was my first experience of going to clubs yeah. like that and it was just like, important whoa this yeah. is where i want to be mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah this is yeah. where it's happening this is awesome yeah, yeah, it's a whole another level of musicality, like the, the the amount of passion and just how much they get into it, and um, yeah, and that scene was I think I think it was the main character's dad it was he was talking about the day that he realized like oh this is what I want to do, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but why don't we, Jay? You want to cue up that sure. that for the the Baptiste clip? Yeah. Um, I think this is his tryout with okay. uh, with the, with the artist. It's it's kind of like his his jam. Yeah. Yeah. Right um, on. Yeah. Let's hit that. Up. I just remember that so well is because that was like my first indication this movie was going to be different than other movies that I'd seen because normally in a movie the guy goes off on this freewheeling improvisation and his tryout right and he's totally in the zone and they come he comes back to earth and then the next scene is what the heck are you doing get off the stage you know that's what I was expecting back to the future Mm -hmm. you know I'm afraid you're just too darn loud I literally, I was like, I had my fingers crossed. I was like, please, please don't play it this way. Please don't play it this way. And exactly, yeah, exactly. Because they come back and she's like, where you been all my life, Teach? That was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Huh. I was like, yes, yes, oh, yes that, that was it awesome. It was awesome. Yes, it was, yes, it was. <laughs> oh, man, they grabbed it, they grabbed it, they captured it. Yeah. Um, and you know what the coolest thing was in that scene? My kids were mesmerized. Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, dude. oh that is oh, man. Because they were just like, oh, this is really cool. And yeah. I was like, you're damn right, it's really yeah, cool. Yeah. That's I've, I've tried playing Keith Jarrett for it, and you did not say the same thing. So I'm right, glad you're realizing yeah, it at this moment. Yeah. Is he? That's hilarious. And it, it, even with Jackson, you know, I, the next day, I, he was like, I could tell he was like trying to mimic it. We were talking about it. You know, he's like wiggling his fingers trying to do the, you know. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that was, that was Ben's first introduction to Jiffy Pop. Yeah, popcorn on the stove. Ooh. So that's okay, where, yeah. That, that's where his focus was. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh, at yeah. that moment, he's, yeah, the popcorn. He'll, 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 get, he'll get there. It's like he's three. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. But man, Pixar can, they, they, these guys can do it right. Like this is, they handled this whole thing with just such yeah. precision and and every, they just got it right. Like they yeah, always. a lot of respect. Yeah, and they always spend a lot of time like doing like, like having cultural ambassadors to the film and they had a ton of like old jazz mm-hmm. greats that came in to sit and watch and basically they just asked them like did we get did we get it right did we get this right yeah. did we convey yeah. it properly did we get the spirit did we get the the, the musicality like even the like yeah. watch his fingers are they you know like everything did we get it so and and that attention to detail really comes out in these in these kinds of things where you're you don't want to watch this and you don't want to see something that's wrong and no yeah. mm-hmm. i don't want to be the i don't want to be the that is like well it's <laughs> it's not really yeah, it's, but yeah. but no they got it all they got i would never play right a b flat major seven sharp 11 there but okay 
exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I loved all the uh, the afterworld or before world parts. All mm-hmm. the spirits, you know, out there were just yeah. so mm-hmm. funny, you know, and yeah. just the Jerry's, just, yeah, all yeah. the Jerry's, and you know, the, the idea of going into the zone as kind of an extension of the uh-huh. before and after life. You know, if you get into meditation, that's kind of some of the you're treading some of the same ground there. Yeah. So that had a lot of resonance mm-hmm. with me. Um, it's just. Just beautifully executed. Awesome. Awesome movie. Loved it. Greg, yeah, I definitely. thought I thought a lot of you a lot of, I thought of you a lot about this as well, just because he's also a teacher. And like Yeah. And and that the importance of that kind of comes to him late in the movie. Yes. But but in a really in a really well done way. I was concerned for a little period that like, oh, he's gonna realize that like teaching is his thing and it's gonna be yeah. kind of a canned mm-hmm. like ugh. But they didn't do right. that. I, I don't know. Yeah. All I was going to say is that uh, they, de- they definitely touched on, you know, the aha moment that mm. you can have with, uh, with a student, you know, and even someone, some of the people who I teach now who are just, you know, improving at this in- insane uh, speed mm-hmm. are the ones who considered stopping, you know, at one point. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's it, it because for whatever reason, you know, or you just didn't see it happen. It's it's not always the ones who you see immediately as like, wow, this kid has so much potential. Right. It's sometimes it's the ones that you think have, you, you don't see it yet right away. But then all of a sudden it clicks and you're like, oh, wait, there actually is something in here. Nice. And then you can sort of finesse it correctly. You can build that interest. But the key is to figure out how to get a student's, like they have to genuinely become interested. You can't just interest them you know, yeah. forever. They need yeah. to like start to, to, you need to kick start something in their head. And so they call they keep talking about like the spark yep. in that movie. Yeah. And I think that that's what they're kind of talking about. Although yeah. it means different things to different people, obviously. Well, the, the cool thing was that there was the, I mean, you can convey the passion you have, but it has to like, it's, it's for each individual to find on their own. And the cool thing, and this is, this might be a little convoluted to explain, but they do this whole switcheroo thing where 22, this like soul that's never lived and, and Joe kind of sneak back down to mortality or, you know, to earth and except right. Joe's in the cat and 22 is in Joe's body. And, and the cool thing is, so he's got this student Connie. It, it makes sense. It makes sense in the in the again, moment. yeah. It's a convoluted <laughs> explanation, but it's really well done. The, the student Connie, who is this like, otherwise kind of seems like she doesn't feel like she belongs or fits, almost kind of like a misfit type character. Um, the trombone player. The trombone player, who is the one that, yeah, who's the one that obviously has that passion. Like she just she mm-hmm. has the love, and she comes to tell him that she's going to quit. And it's actually this other twenty two character that's talking as Joe kind of kind of trying to talk her out of it just like she's been the ways that she's yeah. talked herself out of not wanting to go ahead and give this whole life thing a try but then it really i mean connie kind of like talks herself back into it and and realizes yeah. like how how much she loves it and it, it's like you can't take that away um exactly. all, all you can do is kind of nurture it um exactly i thought and that it was, was almost a, the a act really of cool saying oh yeah you're right you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do this yeah, the thought yeah. of not having it then became like oh don't take yeah. it yeah I, right. no it was exactly what she needed and it was just this little scene yeah but it was this little scene that i don't know it just was so it was so clever it could have been easier to yeah. write it where joe's doing the one and you can see how great of a teacher he is but it just the way they weave it all together was just so yeah. so nice yeah mm-hmm. what did you, you know the one thing i had an issue with 
Please. When he walks out of the club, and in that moment, he's like, oh, I expected to feel better. I was uh, like, yeah. bull Nobody gets done a show like that. <laughs> Nobody gets done a show like that and doesn't come out of that high as a kite. Like no, I th no, I think that he said that he said that he did feel good. Yeah, but it's not like it didn't change his life. Right, like I he think thought that, that, like it was the thing like that he'd been I aiming took away for. From it. Yeah. Like, and that's that to me definitely resonated. Mm -hmm. Like, and I would say that whenever the podcast, like our podcast first started like we we did our first couple of podcasts i was like man this is gonna be so effing great and it was great but then the next day tuesday comes and i'm still here i'm still the same person right right yeah yeah and now i have a podcast mm -hmm. yeah you know <laughs> sure <laughs> no i it, so to me that that resonated really um, okay yeah 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 just uh you know life it's never what you expect um and those you can have high moments like that but it doesn't change the yeah. person that you are. But also, I mean, the effect of something like that, you may not get it all at once the way that you probably kind of think like, oh, I'm just, you know, here's something that he's been dreaming of his whole life, you know, and then it happens and he's like, yeah, I guess I don't feel that different, but. I don't know. It, I've it never also, not can also, felt like high as a kite after a show. I mean, and that's and not because of any substance. It's he just, just like, <laughs> it's just the euphoria after doing a show yeah. is, no, it's true. I don't know. It's true. Right on. I don't, I don't know. It was the only part where I was like, nah. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Nope. <laughs> Maybe the next day. Maybe. But that right, night, right. nah. You're feeling it. <laughs> awesome. No, it was a it was a it was a fantastic movie and and Greg, thanks so much for tossing it out there, man. That was absolutely man. Totally yeah, worth for the, the, the month's Disney Plus subscription. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did did you did you make the plunge Nick? Had to. The only way to watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I would have well, bought it because we own all the other Pixar movies. But well, now that you have it, check out the Mandalorian. That's really oh, fun. we've started it. Oh yeah. Oh dude, we're it's great. Our worth. We're getting our it's months great. worth. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah, squeeze that in there if you can. Yep. And maybe maybe a few Simpsons. <laughs> Some Simpsons. Yep. Yeah. Hamilton, yep. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just it. saying. You know, I normally I wouldn't advocate for this kind of like binge watching, but I mean, look, we're all still in lockdown, so. Hey. Yeah. Got yeah. a month. Yep. You got all a month. Right, <laughs> right on. Sweet. Well, let's. You know what? You know what didn't play is um any, any of the uh, Trent Reznor Atticus Finch. Oh yeah. Why don't we get a, a little taste of that? Now this is not, this is not going to be like your typical Nine Inch Nails. True. Um. But no, I, actually, I I did. I read some interviews with, with uh with Reznor, and they spent so much time. Is that right? Working hmm. through with like all of the creative directors and. Yeah, like, it, but nice. but he talked about it from kind of a. I love it. I love working with the Pixar crew because because they 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 give them that they give them these very nuanced notes on maybe maybe the tone of that note isn't exactly conveying the emotion that we needed like those kinds of things. Yeah, and apparently awesome. he enjoys that. So yeah. right, right, right. You got to have yeah. a receptive artist for that. You, as yeah, well. you do. Not like, <laughs> oh, come on, man. It's an auto harp. Get off yeah. my. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, it's Atticus Ross, not Atticus Finch. What Atticus Finch? What you said that? Finch. Is that, is that from, a, is that from, a, from to Kill a Mockingbird? Kill a mockingbird. Yeah. yeah. Dang it. Yeah. Atticus Ross. Well, I've been saying that wrong for a week. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just like, Atticus Ross. Thank you, behind Greg. Your back. No, it's good. Damn it. <laughs> Damn, All right, this stupid. is This is the uh, great before. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah.
dope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man. All right. Well, we've <clears throat> we've touched Keith Richards, the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. We've touched Nine Inch Nails. We've touched John Baptiste. John Batiste. Mm-hmm. We touched Pixar. What's left to uh, to touch on, Greg? What do we got? Well, sadly, 2020 took one more. It snuck it in right at the end. Took one more <sighs> epic musician away from us. Mm-hmm. Although, well, I'll get into the details, but I'm talking about MF Doom. Yeah. Yes, one of my favorite rappers. Yeah. Uh, was um, yeah he apparently passed away on Halloween of 2020, and his wife announced it on um, his Instagram on December 31st, and he was 49. Mm. Wow. Um, so it was kind of surprising. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, and no, no what, uh, no details, right? Not yet. Yeah. But. Okay. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. So before I get into it, um, I'd love to play something just so we can mm. just, you know, we just had that little palate cleanser, that mm-hmm. ethereal, yeah. uh, you know. So, um, Jay, you have uh, you have some clips pulled up? I do. You got, uh, do. You got uh, all caps. I do. I do. A tune from, this is an album uh, that came out in 2004 called Mad Villainy, which he did with the producer Mad Lib. This is called All Caps. Somewhat of a travesty having me Then he told the people you can call me your majesty Keep your battery charged He know it won't stick yo And it's not his fault you kick slow Should've let your trick hold chick hold your sick glow Plus nobody couldn't do nothing once he let the brick go And you know I know that's a bunch of snow The beat is so butter Peep the slow cutter as he utter the calm flow Don't talk about my mom yo Sometimes he rhyme quick sometimes he rhyme slow Or vice versa Whip up a slice of nice verse pie Hit it on the first try Villain, the worst guy, spot hot tracks like spot a pair of fat asses, shots of the scotch from out the square shot glasses, and he won't stop till he got the masses, and show him what they know not through flows of hot molasses. Like he just like it, this stuff just pours out of him. It's like every yeah. couplet is like super dense and has all this cool meaning and reference, and I don't know how I, he did it. Yeah, absolutely, like, man. Every every track that I've ever heard of his, I, I can't say that I'm like an aficionado or anything like that. But any any time I've ever heard one of his tracks, every time, every track, it's like, how the hell do you come up with that stuff? And it's apparently like, like stream of consciousness for the oh most part. Oh my right? god, what a what a brain! Yeah, my yeah, god. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I have yeah, no the, idea. The, the algorithm <laughs> in his head <laughs> to come up with that is pretty next level man it's it's, it's very next level he's it's thinking so, a lot <laughs> yeah he's thinking a lot and then he delivers it like it's it's i mean you know we're like talking about keith richards just yeah, yeah like it's just so pouring out of him. yeah exactly so uh, just to give a little bit of a background because i didn't really i mean he had this mystique about him right so he always performed yeah. with a mask like a doctor <laughs> uh doom mask yeah, Do- yeah from like the the villain from fantastic four mm-hmm. and um he started to do it because uh when he was going to open mics he realized he didn't want anyone to um kind of judge him based on anything else besides how he sounded hmm. so if you wrote, wore the mask people wouldn't say oh he's ugly or he's handsome or you, you know that ki- that kind of it thing was just, just say. yeah it was just a <laughs> look at that crazy was, mask 
Yeah. <laughs> why, the hell is, why the hell is he wearing a mask? Uh, I was trying to listen. I just kept staring at the mask. Yeah. But uh, he was actually born in England mm-hmm. and then moved to Long Island at a young age. So New York, he's technically from the UK, but he's known as like a New York underground hip hop pioneer. Yeah. And um, he actually had a bunch of different monikers he would also go by king Ghidorah and victor vaughn so he had these different you can listen to every mf doom record but there's still more stuff they just put out under different names Mm -hmm. um so i think he was always kind of figuring out ways of evading you know the light on his personal life while still getting a lot of stuff out there but anyway i just thought playing a few clips you know, and mentioning how, you know, how impactful his music was on hip hop and not just hip hop, but any musician who's tr- trying to tell a story, you know, or have, you know, have a voice. I think he's inspired um, yeah. or he could inspire because it's, he's a r- true original. Um, I'd love to hear something else. What What are the other two clips I, I sent you? Uh, you got uh, you sent me one beer. Which is a fantastic to that. track. I love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's listen to that. And basically, this is off of an album where he did every track was about food. Yeah, mm, food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this this one's about beer. <laughs> Sweet. There's only one beer left. Rappers screaming all in our ears like we're deaf. Tempt me. Do a number on a label. Beat up all the MCs and drink them under the table like it's on me. Put it on my tab, kid. However you get there, foot it, cab it, iron horse it. You leave it on your face, forfeit. Across the mic, hold it like the heat. He might toss it. Told her, tell him they stole it. He told her he lost it. She told him get off it, and a bunch of other more getting money. DTs be getting no new leads. It's like eating watermelon. Stay spitting new seeds. This the weed, give me some of what he drooping off. Soon as he wake up, choking like it was hooping cough. They grouping soft. First hour at the open bar and they trooping north. He went to go laugh and get some by the side road. She asked him autograph a derriere red to wide load. This yard bird tastes like fried toad turd love villain. Take pride in cold words. Crooked eye mold nerd geek with a cold heart. Probably still be speaking in rhymes as an old fart. Study how to eat to die by the pizza guy. No, he's not too fly to ski. Squeeze a eye and squeeze a thigh. Maybe give her curves a feel the same way she feel it when he flow with nerves of steel. They call a super when they need their back up plumbing fix. How is only one left? The pack coming six. Whatever happened to two and three? A herb tried to slide with four and five and got caught. Like what you doing, chick? Don't make them have to get cutting like truancy. Matter of fact, not for nothing. Right now, you and me, looser than a pair of Adidas. I hope you brought your spirit. <laughs> Oh my I, hope I hope you brought your spare tweeters. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's great. There's something about the backing music too, with with a lot of his stuff that just gives it like a timeless feel. Like you can't pin mm-hmm. down when this came out. I mean, it's obviously yeah. like hip hop, so it's sometime within the past, I don't know, thirty years. Yes. But like, I, I, I don't know. I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah, and the mix and everything. Like it's, it's very it's really well produced cool. and. He's got an ear for those fun like references, you know. He's pulling yeah. stuff. Oh, I think he's gosh. pulling stuff from like Fantastic Four cartoons at various times, you know, where they're talking about like Doom and Doomsday, you know. And then he keeps like mm-hmm. sampling that yep. stuff and kind of builds his own world. But yeah, uh, such, I a, I mean, such a unique, huge influence st- too. Such a unique style and such a unique flow. Like yeah, the way that he uh, attacks the rhyme and part of it, I guess, is coming from that completely stream of conscious approach you know he's a little bit more loose with the rhythm 
Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely, but, and he he he'll. But the flow never stops. <laughs> it right. never right. stops. Yeah. He. It seems like he just has so many ways of resolving a phrase. Yes. That, yeah. Hey, it's that like just right. Jazz, jazz player. That just, just doesn't stop <laughs> playing licks and phrases. So many, so many yeah. tricks in yeah. the toolbox. Yeah. Right, and even if it's not going to work in the time that you would expect it to, he'll like go over the bar line. Yeah. You know, he'll go and it'll still work. And then he'll just start the next phrase a little later, but it'll all just make sense in any way. And yeah, it's, it's very, um, I can, I will be listening to those tracks more and more because I don't know. I I had a phase where I was definitely taking as much as I could in of his, I was just really into it. This is several years ago. And I go back and listen to the tracks now and I'm like, man, there's all this stuff that I missed because he's just constantly spitting out these verses at you and these couplets and these cool little things. And when you stop and actually just dissect like two lines, you're like, whoa, that's the, he just said something pretty interesting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. listen, I, I don't want to, it's been, you know, we've kind of said it all. I'm probably going to wrap this up now, but rest oh, in okay. peace, MF yeah. Doom. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, I love, and we can play this out with one, one last clip. Hey, boys. Yeah, please. This, this last one I hadn't heard before. I, I'll let you set it up, Greg, but this one blew my mind. And is this, I, is, I, if this is really like him freestyling, I mean, it's not. Fr- I don't believe it's him freestyling because okay, I've heard okay. this. Ver- I've heard this verse on a, on an actual record. Okay. Um, but I wanted to play this live version because it's just. Cause it's, it's just yeah, so cool to it, hear him do it if live. This was, <laughs> if this was freestyle, I mean, take the Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. But so listen, hey, find us on Facebook. Yes. Instagram. Twitter at should check is our handle. Mm-hmm. Send us an email at yscio_podcast at gmail.com. Holler at us, leave a review, tell your friends, and uh, yeah, friends. keep an eye out. Tell you what, got some exciting stuff in 2021, like Jay said at the top of the show. Yeah, you know so keep, it. Keep your ears peeled. This is MF Dune live from Planet X. Playing See you next week. Have a good week, guys. Talking to Tigro just to let the name bubble show. Googly moogly, see that loogie? Yeah, keep it on the DL Hughley. You don't watch it, he my houser like Doogie. Just a Kahalusi like Mitsurugi. Gooey gumdrops, who he got his style from his pops? You gotta give the bum some props. Ask your sister, her peepbox smoke thicker, that's doing that. Detox some more liquor. Billing for higher, admire the sound. Make sure the price is right before you come on down. Rappers be awesome, you, you, you. Forgot who they talking to, too much pork stew. They need to not come out with nothing new. Blew the whole shit up on some what this button do. Doom cheat the game like walkthrough. Run them, son them like Mr. Rocker do tattoo. The way a lot of clowns get unnatural. This flow flip like oranges, apples. Rhymes like lines to a lemonade snapple. Leave her at the chapel. Don't eat scrapple. First thing they notice when they come through, they bling is gone. Then they start remembering the clean one with the rings on. And came the villain with the old gear. Hi there, y'all play the rear this whole year? My year. Metal face beard like Brillo pad. Y'all know his still so don't feel so bad. See, call him old dad, the one the old ho had. Knew he was a winner since a swimmer in the gonads. Okay, pal, pay him like PayPal, so we could be A-OK, not OK Corral. I think today I make the lady say, ah, take a bow. Who made his first bill still carry razor blades?